You can prepare for everything that you can control, but that's not very much. My goal was just to hunt as hard as I could, as long as I could, at all costs. Better ask it, man. <laughs> Speak for yourself. 28 and sunny, we're almost definitely going to have hikers on the trail, boys. I'm getting across that damn river, and I'm getting after those goats. Let's go. We're hunting. We're going after something. There we go. Hot to trot. Ready to rock. I don't know. I'm not even know what episode number it is. That doesn't matter. Um, we've got we've got Devin joining us. Say hello, mate. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> We're still feeling out the bumps of this new new platform. Doing it online. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, it seemed uh, it seemed like we were over it. Like we had to do a couple of these um, in the spring, I guess it was. Yeah, and it seemed like it was started to go a little smoother, and then it seemed like we could get together, and then we kind of shut back down here. So, gotta. I think it's kind of like I think what you can. I think overall, it's going to open up doors, like just more possibilities to do more podcasting. For if I don't sure. have to get if I don't have to be face to face with every single guest. Yeah, and like personally, when I listen to the ones that uh, you you've recorded remotely or or like other podcasts that are done through a skype call or zoom or however they're doing it uh i don't mind them like yeah. i'm not a huge like obviously you want to be able to hear them and be like same levels of audio but as long as the what they're talking about is interesting i can get by the remote remote side plus like you said i mean you can get some guests in and and talk to people that you wouldn't normally you live out in the middle don't have of the so yeah, that's right. Hard to get out there. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Anyway, I like that I've got more room in this little room now that I'm doing the recordings and I don't have to cram up with people all around. I can just move the desk to one side and hang out and be Perfect. cozy. Yeah. So, dude, what's going on? Like, how was your oh. Christmas? How was your New Year's? It was good, How's man. your COVID? Not that you've got COVID. I mean, how's your COVID life? Yeah, COVID life's treating me, I think, about as good as it can. Work's still busy, and I'm still living at my parents' house, so it's I'm not not uh, stuck from seeing them. And I work right. with I work with some people that I'm relatively close with, so we see each other pretty often. And like I said, work's been busy, so yeah, it's been good. Just trying to make the most or stay on the positive side. There's obviously some some crappy aspects to it, but. For sure. um, Christmas and New Year's is good. Looking forward to 2021. Um, hunting season is over, which is wild. I mean, there's well, you're still a big some. Bird, man. Yeah, there's still, still some waterfowl like going on. I've been honestly super slammed at work the last month. I've been on the island more days than not. So I'm, I'm leaving tomorrow morning again to head out to the island. But yeah, it's kind of the season. It's always good, but you get to the end where you kind of get worn out, I think. And you know, oh, for sure, you know, as soon as hunting season's over, you're going to be wishing for it. But you're like, oh, it's going to be kind of nice to like have a weekend off. And then, of course, as soon as for like a week, I can't go walk around the woods for deer. I'm trying to plan next year's hunt. So it's just absolutely <laughs> the never ending cycle, should, right? We should just dive into how you and I finished our last two seasons with those 
Goddamn black tiles. Yeah, those things are just a different i don't know man it's hard to explain i know i feel like everybody says it or anyone that's hunted for black tails or say like oh they're difficult and blah 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 and it's like i know they are but i've literally i got well actually this year is a big change i think there's a big getting a lot better at it it seems like but um i actually we laid deer h yeah i laid eyes on an actual deer and still hunting and you laid eyes on a couple deer and something happened out of that, which is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. We got, I think, more bucks and and big old gnarly bucks on camera than we even did last year, which is just wild to even think that that's possible. Because I was just last year was nobody's like, got trail camera pictures like that. Like I, I look at it unless unless the hardcore black tailors aren't sharing. Yeah. Like, I'm not seeing bucks like that on other people's trail cameras. I saw one blacktail get shot this year. That was pretty impressive. I think it was probably up near the Skagit, so even a little closer uh-huh. to, to the hybrid sort of area. But other than that, man, and especially, like, the consistency of it, these aren't these aren't necessarily five different spots we're hunting. It's a pretty big area if you look at the overhead. Like, it's hard to cover the whole thing. We're still learning it, but at the end of the day, these deer are what seems to be traveling this, this kind of, I would consider it a pocket. And there's some, I, I don't know how many, I don't know how that many deer um, of that age class can, can live in one small spot. Right. That I, I, kind of, I tend to agree. You'd think they would push each other away or something. Well, my experience with trail cameras and like most people that I speak to is like you get a bunch of bucks and then there's one target buck. Right. We have, we've got a bunch of bucks and then we've got like one or two that we wouldn't shoot. <laughs> exactly. Like, and like, which I, but, but I went and shot it anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I mean, and we're, we're seeing, I think more bucks than we are does on the cameras. 100%. Apart from, well, if, if this year repeats itself, it seems the bucks... Uh, like th- after winter and spring, they're not around as much. Yeah, and that was that was the last two years we've noticed that. I think right around the first week of December, it seems like they kind of they kind of shut down, or at least the activity slows down dramatically. And then I notice uh, cat activities like pretty apparent as soon as that like first snow kind of around December. Same thing last year uh, mm-hmm. when I went in there the last time last year. I had I was following cat tracks everywhere, and then got um, one cat with kit with three kittens, uh, and then another cat on camera through the spring. And then yeah, this year we had a cat on one of the cameras, uh, pretty Already, early, like yeah, early, like later yeah. November. So I mean, I knew that you you know that they're around, but it definitely maybe kind of gives you the idea of why you're kind of not seeing those those photos anymore um but yeah i'd like to know more about like predators and like yeah like predator behavior because i would like if i was a deer and a cat was lurking i wouldn't want to hang around but what bring the cat there at that time of year yeah and there has to be like some that- sort of overlap right or else the cats would never eat any where they wouldn't be there like you, I, right, I get and it's that. not that we're not seeing prints. Like, obviously, people at home are going to be like, "Oh, they're just seeing cat prints in the snow," so they think there's cats. But we're catching them on camera, and we're not catching cats on camera throughout the year, and it just sort of happens now in the winter time. 
Yeah, exactly. And yeah, like with the snow, obviously, yeah, you're going to see the prints, but um, it seems like they all of a sudden, as the winter push, like as the snow starts to push down those mountains a little bit more, seems like they show up. So, yeah. But I got yeah. I, I to get someone on here that knows like about like maybe someone that does some trapping or maybe I, there's got to be and... some pretty good. Uh, there's got to be some pretty good studies on region two predators i would think yeah. i would hope so mm. i mean they seem pretty accessible at least but be interesting i tried to go back in there today um with edith i texted about it i tried to get back in there um snow got a little hairy uh but the whole time i was driving down there i was thinking about that i was thinking right. about i know the predators are in here and normally i'm not worried about it because i'm carrying a 308 and you know i've got got one cougar tag and i'm good to go but now I'm going in there with a toddler and no bear spray. And I took a 22 for some ram like this is, yeah. is this I, smart? Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to lie. It actually did cross my mind when you said that. And that's a long, like, I know you, it ended up being a little too like chilly and tough getting back there. It anyways, was too much. Yeah. That's a long, that's a long trip out there. Like that's not an easy spot to get into. Um, no, I was hoping that we could, um, well, you and I, where you and I park, and then we cut a we sort of cut a loop through the zone, but because mm. I wasn't hunting, I thought I could drive for like way beyond where we normally park. Right, right. And and sort and just like just bomb into the area instead of doing that strategic longer yes. loop that we do. Um, but the snow where we you normally park was started to get deep, deep enough that I was like having to work the the, the forerunner a little hard to get through it, and I just thought I'm not getting stuck out here, so I stopped there. Um, we started walking. She wasn't stoked on it. So I threw her in the backpack. We probably made it half a K and like I'm bumping trees. So there's oh, yeah. snow falling down on her. She's hating it. And uh, just from what everyone says, it's like, if you want your to your kids to enjoy hunting, make sure they're not hungry or cold. So For I, I sure. bailed. Yeah. She might've that got, cool. uh, might got that cold gene from you. She might be struggling in those, that snow. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so I've got Salt and her and cameras on my back and I'm like trying to make it a quick dash. But yeah. like, you know, I don't know how far that, that's going to be a long walk. So I'm just like overheating. Yeah. And, and then, then once you get there, it, it's not really, it doesn't, it is a little bit of time though in, in uh, checking the camera, switching a card, doing whatever, throwing Salt, like right. maybe moving cameras. It is a little bit of a time thing, so... Yeah, it's a you and me job, not a me and a toddler <laughs> job. Well, definitely not in the, in the snow anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I was thinking uh, maybe, I know we were thinking of potentially getting out, uh, trying to look at some sheep, but I wouldn't mind trying to maybe get back in Chilliwack somewhere and look at some goats. Maybe we'd do that and uh, check the cameras or something. That'd be a good yeah, day. Yeah, I, uh, I was fixing to go and do some some goat watching for my birthday. You could probably come along if you wanted. It's this month. Right on. As long as uh, as long as the schedule permits, I'm in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I shot that little buck out. Be honest with me. When I shot that little buck, were you mad? Like, should have let it grow, Chris? Oh no, not at all. I mean, <laughs> not at all for the fact of like. I was kicking first myself. Of all, one well, but why though? Like, you are somebody that relies heavily on if you had the option you would eat 100 yeah. percent game meat so there's a whole nother like it's 
And at the same time, like there's nothing wrong. It's 100% legal and, and that's what you wanted to do. The only thing, yeah, at the end of the day, like I don't even think you should question yourself about it. I think it was a pretty easy decision. Like what are you, what are you going to do? There's enough deer yeah, in that I wanted area. To, that's right. There's a lot in there. I was just so like sort of blown away that how young he was and how many points he had. I thought this guy might be actually pretty decent in five years. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. No, that's not at all. I, I kind of figured you sent a weird text before you sent the photo. You sent a weird text, and I was like, this guy shot a deer, and he's just not telling me. <laughs> like, I knew it. I knew I had a hunch, like, pretty quick, and then you sent me the photo, and I was like, okay, that's pretty sweet. But I knew I was thinking it probably wasn't one of the big guys for the fact of um, I don't think you could have held out you probably would have been sent calling me right on the drive home so oh yeah 100 percent. like i would have called you i would have if i had a shot on those big ones i would in reach then and been like you need to come here now <laughs> and i think you probably would have come <laughs> oh yeah one day one day we'll oh, be racing down there i i don't know about you but i'm like really leaning to towards putting a lot more of my hunting season into that that blacktail it's t it is really a tough decision because I got I got pretty lucky uh, with the way my schedule planned out and uh, I didn't really have other options come the end of the season. Uh, you went on that hunt up uh, during the rut and that's like the prime time to hunt this spot is November mm -hmm. till December mm -hmm. and that's also a big time for people to go up into the interior and hunt mule deer. And to be honest, you got a lot better of a chance to fill your freezer on a mule deer hunt up there than you do in this spot. So I got lucky with that, uh, that November long weekend, I was able to head out, uh, the week during the week with the day off as well as the weekend. Um, so I was able to add some days in there and that was really like, I was in there in the heat of it. Like that day, something could easily happen. Mm -hmm. Didn't they just, they disappear or something i guess um but they're yeah. ridiculous man it's crazy i was talking to i was talking to nick about this on the podcast just the other day and i was telling him how i how i sat in that one bowl for the whole day and then the deer showed up 35 minutes later yeah and nick got me thinking like i kind of thought oh i missed him by 35 minutes or maybe that deer was like oh finally he's gone we can walk through like maybe yeah, I right. did, which well, and like, that's really got me thinking and that's probably more likely what happened. Well, and it's happened. Well, the, the one day I went in there, uh, I did the one day and I decided to take a different route in. I was like, I'm going to go up really high. I'm going to come across because mm. the wind, the wind in that spot is so unpredictable. It seems like it changes all the time. Like there's a small area where it's consistent but in that small area, it seems like the deer could come from anywhere. It's like it's consistent, but maybe it's just blowing the wrong way. So I tried to go uphill mm -hmm. and cut, um, get above where I thought I needed to be. And the whole time I'm doing that, this just slob of a buck, like <laughs> I know it's a black tail, but this thing must, this thing must have been 200 pounds. Like the body on it was just massive. It's big. And, uh, yeah, it's just hanging out with a chasing a doe down in the bowl that I, down in the would have spot normally been I in. would normally have been in, and it's just like, yeah. and then of course, um, yeah, this year looking at the cameras, it's been it was a big help because there was a few times both of us just missed deer, 
So we're getting closer. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if it's more frustrating knowing that or just not knowing, but. Well, I had hunted that spot years ago, pre-camera, yeah. before cameras. And like I'd written it off. I'm like, I am never hunting this little spot ever again. It's junk. And then yeah. the cameras all of a sudden bring you back into the game. Yeah. And, and it's just, it seems like last year we had a couple really good bucks and one was just like, just in a whole nother class. Mm-hmm. Um, just heavy. The thing looks like it's over 10 years old. And that's, that's with people that have hunted blacktails their whole life. They're thinking like that might not last through the winter. And we really thought the same thing that it might not come back next year. And one of the first trail cameras, once the, the buck seemed to, to be back in that spot, um, was of a, another just monster, old, broken, heavy, heavy deer. And just instantly you assume it's that same deer. And then about a week later, I'm looking over photos and it's not even the same deer. It's this other deer that's like as mature as deer get that's just hanging out in the same area. And then the other guy shows up too. And then the guy that so was probably, and then the one that we've probably watched grow from like, I would say he's probably four this year because we've seen yeah. him in the last three years and he's started off small. This He's like record book blacktail right now like no questions asked and he's a four-year-old yeah. and he looks like a little pipsqueak next to these other deer it's ridiculous mm-hmm. and it's they nuts. don't it really yeah. is it drives me nuts <laughs> yeah it's a sickness man it's uh well it's funny because i think it, it happened the last year it happened the year before you go you set your cameras up through the winter you're like oh i'm gonna go in the snow through the winter i'm gonna figure out where they're going where they're coming um in the spring, there's no photos at all, just does. In the summer, mm-hmm. everything disappears. It's just bears. You lose hope. You go in September, there's nothing. You go in October, there's nothing. And you're like bored one weekend and decide to go out there in November. And all of a sudden, you're like hunting there four days a week because yeah, you just all of a sudden they're there, right? It's pretty, uh pretty neat little spot, but. That'll I'm gonna be, plan. Uh, for, I'm gonna plan for it a lot better this year. That'll be a very rewarding day when one of those one of those bucks drops. I, I, on a on a second like on a second hand, the uh, it's been kind of cool seeing those deer over like a few years because we haven't been able to connect on any of them. You can see them like year after year if they're getting mm-hmm. older or like how they're growing. It's pretty cool getting the same buck on camera year after year and kind of comparing. Um, Absolutely. You know, cause that big one's still super massive, but not as much length. To, he's already yeah, he's, short time. He's regressing for sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe he broke one off or something like, it looks like he breaks it yeah. pretty easy. So uh, love to see come across where those guys are f- dueling it out that would be quite the uh, quite ca- quite the chaotic scene oh, we're gonna get in there and do some shed hunting i know i and i've climbed that you like you get in this you're getting into spots where i cannot climb oh 100 you're on all fours and if like there's no hunting like maybe i could keep climbing on all fours and get higher in elevation but i'm just falling like i'm not gonna walk hunt with my holding a rifle and climb the way i'm climbing because it's just not safe and it's not going to do you're not going to sneak up on anything you're literally climbing up cliffs like you don't know how mm-hmm. deer would get up there mm-hmm. but yep 
now I won't be sleeping again tonight thinking about those freaking deer. I know, it's just bringing me back. It's bringing me back. Anyway, you did get a deer on the ground and a nice one at that. Yeah. Not a blacktail, yeah. sorry. Don't, yeah, not one of the, but you, you did get a nice mule deer down. I got a mule deer down, yeah, and that's my best deer to date. Um, it's nothing massive. I, I told myself that this, I told myself at the beginning of this year I was really going to, uh, hold out and try and find a mature deer because I finally felt that I've been learning some areas enough and hunted enough where I wanted to kind of challenge myself and mm-hmm. find something that was going to be old. I didn't care if it was a two point. I didn't care if it was a four point. I just wanted something like old and heavy. Um, I don't know how much I've gone over on the podcast with it, but I went on quite a few long hunts. I know we opened up archery. I think we went over that with Taylor actually in one of the podcasts. Yeah, you didn't talk, you didn't, I don't think we got a recap. We just had the, you guys were going, getting ready to go. Oh, okay. the last time we spoke. Yeah. So we did, I think seven or eight days archery. Um, awesome hunt. Looking back at it, it that, that little spot was a huge pain in the butt to get into, but I would, I'm definitely on it. It's on my list this upcoming year. Uh, always tempting to head in with a rifle instead, maybe go a week later, but that's yeah, you guys went cool. in archery season. It was yeah. archery season. We were, yeah. we were there in there, uh, I think a day before September 1st, maybe, or maybe we headed in September 1st, but the whole time we were up there was uh, bow only, which we right. had wanted. We wanted to do an archery hunt. Um, that was awesome. We saw a lot of bucks, a lot of small ones that didn't really, piqued my interest but we made a couple stocks we saw a group of some big deer uh late in the trip and there's just no it was awesome to see them and know that they were there but there's no way of even trying to make a play they just fed right kind of over a little bit of a knoll on the far side of the, and you just be walking and if you had to make maybe you could still hunt with a rifle and bump one and get a chance but there's just didn't give us an opportunity so that was a pretty awesome hunt though. Um, I went in on, we had planned nine days. We did a, or nine or 10 days. Me and Taylor had planned for a mule deer hunt in region oh, eight. Um, that one was going to be like a full, full push. Um, we went into a spot that Taylor knew it was my first time being in there. And day one, I spotted a, in my eyes, it's just like a giant, like exact, the exact deer that I wanted to find. It's just super, super tall and heavy, but I'm pretty sure he was only a two on one side and maybe had some trash on the other side, but just a cool, odd, like old looking deer. Yeah, that's sweet. Uh, I think we had to close closer to 2k and quite a bit of elevation maybe it was only a kilometer but quite a bit of elevation so it's about a two hours from spotting them to uh getting we got into you guys are hunting rifle now yeah we're with the rifle we got into um i didn't realize how close we were i was comfortable like out to about i wanted to get inside 400 but inside that i was pretty comfortable um we actually ended up getting closer to about 350 Oh, wow. But the way that deer, where that deer was bedded, um, it's bedded in between 
two dead trees with like scraggly branches all over. So you could just see his eyes and nose. By the time we got close, you could just see him staring back at us. Oh, uh, if I could go back, I there's a hundred things I would do differently. But in the time, in the moment, we just tried to do what made the most sense. And uh, we thought we would be hidden behind a couple little rolling ridges. And we weren't. Uh, I thought we could get in behind like kind of cut straight at him but stay behind some like sparse timber and mm -hmm. uh stay hidden and that did work a little bit but uh not as well as we had hoped and by the time i was setting up at 350 i still didn't even have a shot we would have had to wait till he stood up and hopefully fed in a really good direction and i just saw uh before i got down on the gun or anything i just saw a white butt kind of trotting off over the back side of the hill that was a little bit of heartbreak um that buck trotted back over the back side of the hill and that was day one so uh we spent ended up spending i think it was a total of only five days there and we had spotted i think i had spotted two more three or four points like decent younger deer but i it didn't interest me really much and uh two spikes so we did see bucks but uh didn't end up going after any more and we decided uh, our original plan, we hiked in with four days or five days of food. And we were just going to head back down to the truck and then head back in with the other four or five days of food. Right. Uh, after kind of hanging out there and really after that first day, it seemed pretty dead. Um, we decided to change spots. And we went to a completely new spot and ended up just... Google Earth wasn't nice to us. It didn't look as uh, grand as it does on Google Earth, which happens somewhat often. And so Always. we ended up actually, uh, I think, packing up that night uh, and called it early, which always sucks. But I think we put in a lot of hard work that hunt. We we climbed and had to drop down the valley to get water and climb back. That was a we didn't travel very far just like. It wasn't that far of a distance to get in where we were hunting, but we did a lot of back and forth. So, um, yeah, I think that was the right move, to be honest, too. And then uh, we had decided at the end of the month, <clears throat> the two of us were going to try and head back in there and hopefully find that buck or another quality buck. Right, right. Um, I was able to get off work a little bit earlier than Taylor, so I headed in, and this time everything's covered in snow. So I left the house at like 3 a.m. and did the hike in the dark and got up there for first light. And um, it was just void, like just completely void of sign, like no, no does, no tracks, no anything. Um, the whole hike in, I didn't see any sign. I just got this like gut feeling of this is not, the deer are not here anymore. And uh, really, that's got, yeah, that's got to hurt. Long there's drive, times. Long hike. Yeah, and like it was still only Friday, so I knew that if I knew that before Taylor left, we could probably make a plan and just move and go somewhere that I know deer winter uh, yep. or start to winter versus this spot where we I, I think they had just moved down into like a rutting area. Um, we got a huge cold snap, I think, just before that trip, so it seemed like a lot of the deer got pushed down with the snow and. Yeah, I just had this gut feeling, so I was able to inreach with Taylor, and we were kind of decided, like, yeah, uh, let's change plans, and I started driving back out, and of course, how it happens, as I'm driving out, I <laughs> see a deer on the side of the road, like, right close to the highway, and 
I see one, his one side, and in that instance, it's like no, th no thought process, just like kind of instinct. I don't remember grabbing the rifle, pulling the scope cover off, loading my rifle, but obviously in your truck, like I have my magazine on my console, the guns right. in the passenger seat unloaded, has its scope caps on. So I stopped the truck, opened the door, grabbed my magazine, put it into my gun, racked a bullet in, threw the scope cover somewhere. And then when like I, the deer I saw is like looked nice and heavy on one side and it was a really big bodied deer. And mm -hmm. so I'm in my Crocs. I scale up this, <laughs> I scale up this like super steep bank and just kind of like slowly pick my way through and get a shot on a deer off the side of the road after in um, Crocs. Yeah. After waking up at three and hiking up to the Alpine and then driving out. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I was going to say like, it's one of those things, something I'd take away from this year is for sure. I don't, it's happened a couple times. And I think it's just a lot of things are just going to, if you looked back at like the one decision, it was just seems like chance, but I don't know. I think there's something to be said about those like gut feelings of I need to move or like you just get that. Right. I think if you do it enough, at least it's pretty easy to convince yourself that there's no deer and go home. I don't, I'm not saying that. I just, I definitely thought if I didn't move or if I didn't leave, then I wouldn't have shot that deer. So, so I don't know. It's weird. Go it's weird, with your man. Gun, you think? I think so. Well, I think personally, well, that, was good, that was a good deer. You got to be pretty happy with that. What did you end up doing? You got a euro done, or? Yeah, I'm getting a euro done. It's still not. Uh, it's still not. I haven't gotten it back yet. I know uh, yeah. Laxton's quite busy, so I'm in no rush either. I mean, it's the holidays, and you'll get it. I'll get it when I get it. But yeah, it was. A, ended up being a three by four. It's not a super yeah. old deer. It's. Uh, I had probably passed on deer that are the same age as this one, but when I saw the body on it, it was just, I mean, this thing when I, uh, I butchered it myself and it's, it had at least an inch, almost an inch and a half of fat on its rear quarters. Holy. It was ridiculous. Um, and it's eating unreal. It's probably the best venison I've had of anything. Um, I've harvested. When was that? That was early November. No, it was last no, week of, of October. October. Yeah, October. He was a little, like his glands were getting a little stinky. Mm -hmm. um, I, you weren't seeing much rut activity. He was with a doe, but he was right on the doe. And um, yeah, it was, I don't know, man. It, it, I got butchered it all. I did some good cuts that I haven't done before, like uh, bone-in shanks and oh, yeah, some, nice. uh, the neck on it. I think I got close to uh 25 pounds of meat just off the neck not with the what? not bone in yeah well I, that, that neck roast i think i gave you yeah, a you neck gave roast. me one size of a football that's a quarter of the neck holy smokes dude probably less than a quarter of the neck so um yeah and that was yeah that was kind of a different experience altogether because i was uh, by myself, which I have hunted by myself, but I've kind of learned over the years that I definitely prefer hunting with mm -hmm. people. Um, but I was by myself, uh, got it back to the, like, and you'd think like, oh, you don't have to backpack it out. It was probably within 500 yards of the, my truck, probably shorter than that. And I contemplated about 12 times 
whether or not I should just quarter it up and put it in my backpack because I was getting so fed up with trying to get this thing down the hill. It was like downhill all the way to my truck and I'm trying to drag it through like deadfall and keep the, keep the meat clean, which was hide on, which everything was clean. But I just, I was like, man, I could have just quartered this, thrown it in my backpack and been done with it like an hour ago. I think it was probably like that. I think it was probably three or four hours by the time I got it back to the truck. And then I get it to the truck and I got to lift it up into my tailgate. And I, that, that was a big, heavy deer, man. Like it's probably, it had to at least be 200 pounds. Um, Holy. how'd you get it up? You, you do the old back up to the ledge and roll it in kind of thing. I couldn't, I tried and there's no way. So I, it was, it was on the ground and I was up on my tailgate and I grabbed it by, I grabbed it by the antlers and like kind of deadlifted it while I was standing in the box <laughs> and I was able to get like just the front shoulders up it, enough yeah. that I could kind of like sneak, like sneak down while holding it and then get the back end of it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fun times, man. But that was, yeah, I mean, I was super stoked and that was, uh, kind of what I was saying earlier. That was the big, a big reason that let me, um, allowed me to hunt that blacktail spot when I did. And as much as I did, cause at that point I was tagged out on deer in region, right. uh, regions Old three regions. and eight yeah. or wherever else. Um, I did really want to go on that hunt with you guys up there, but work, work was a little busy and, um that was a fun hunt dude i'd do that one again exactly right like and that's the prime time to do that hunt like i really enjoy going with friends and hanging out and it doesn't always have to be just a grind ball buster hunt like you can go and have fun see a lot of deer and you guys were successful you you guys got two deer out of it and saw multiple legal bucks so no that was a good hunt that was um we haven't really talked to it on the podcast. So that was like prime rut, November 11th. We were there for like, I think it was November 11th. Yeah, like four or five days were up there. And in just like a classic mule deer rut hunt spot, like where everybody's grandpa probably hunted. Um, yeah, next year, I'm, I want to get a wall tent because it'd be dialed to have a wall tent. Oh, yeah. And just, just like hang out. Because I mean, we took the, we took my teepee with a stove and like that was pretty cool for the people sleeping in the stove. But <laughs> apart from that, you know, the other, like uh, Taylor and Eric, they only got to enjoy the stove for breakfast and dinner time. <laughs> for sure. And like, you can do, uh, you can do like big group meals if you want. You can like, yeah. uh, it's just, it, it's a whole different, it's like a completely different experience, I think, but it's definitely a, something I do enjoy. I've done them in the past. I have, uh, one of my friends has a cabin that we've done them at and it's pretty awesome. Uh, it's pretty awesome to go out and just hang out with like good people, your good friends, like bullshit with each other and then get to go and hunt during the day. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I definitely, it's up there for me. I didn't get to do it this year really. So let's lock it in for next year, unless we're going hard in the paint on black tails, in which case we're not going, (laughs) which I think we probably will. Well, maybe, who knows? Maybe we'll get it together. We'll have, we'll have the black tail thing sorted by the time the 11th rolls around. For sure. I mean, that's here's to hope. Or a couple of big alpine bucks down anyways. Yeah, well, that would free it up if you could get a couple alpine bucks down. Yeah. All right, looking for, so looking, we're already there. So fall, this, I mean, it already starts. You said as soon as hunting season ends, you start looking forward to the next one. So <laughs> um, like I always plan it with, with the exception of LEH. So 
unless I get a really good limited entry tag, this is my plan. Have you already got yeah. to that stage? Uh, so yeah, I actually, I wrote kind of some stuff down that I was going to like as takeaways from this year. And one of them is, I literally, I, I wrote maybe plan, maybe don't because this year, I know two years ago we had, me and you had set plans. Like we, we had mm -hmm. all this stuff planned out. We were going archery here. We were doing this trip next. And then LEH came out. I pulled these tags and everything changed sort of, mm -hmm. um, then last year I didn't plan anything and I was like, Oh, it's okay. I'll just, we'll figure it out. Um, we'll figure it out when it comes like there's lots of options. And then th it was tough, man. Like we, I got out on a lot of great hunts, but it's tough when you don't plan it ahead and like take the time off work and just work it into your schedule. Because if you don't do it long in advance and just say, I'm going here this day, it's really easy to be like, ah, oh, I can't, or like something came up mm -hmm. or this or that. Uh, yeah, so it's like this hard balance because I think a lot of the hunts I went on this year wouldn't have happened if I planned them a year in advance. They were kind of on a whim and they worked out and I really enjoyed them. But at the same time, it's nice having something uh, set out and you can prepare for in advance. Um, this upcoming year, I don't really have any set plans yet. I've been looking at uh, going up north for sheep oof that's the plan that's the planning brain right now i've told myself yeah. the last three years i think i'm kind of just i'm really telling myself like why if not this year why like why not this year of all right. the years like i don't have kids i can get time off work if i plan in far enough ahead and like it's only going to get harder to go so go mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. i know a couple guys have really been like couple guys that spent a lot of time up there are very um along the same sort of s the side of like go like just book the trip and go you're not going to regret it and that's kind of mm -hmm. been in my head so trying to piece something together i think uh that'll really cut into my fall just because it's going to be two weeks off of work right. uh, i'd still do a lot of weekends or extended weekend hunts i think but yeah, that'll be the mate. That'll be the that'll be the showpiece of the the fall. I think so. And then you're is, looking at solo, then, or you're, you're gonna you're gonna team up. I'd love I'd love to go with somebody. I I think that was one of my biggest things from last year. Is um, one of the main reasons I enjoy hunting is because I go with people I enjoy being with. Um, right. I think that's a very large part of why I enjoy the hunt. So I, like I said, it was something that I'm glad happened by myself when I shot that buck, even though it wasn't like some epic story, but I just think and be like, okay, well, but what if my friends were here? It would have been like way better, you know? Yeah. Oh, and that's absolutely. Me. I, I know some people like solo. I know some people like both. It's just, if I can go with somebody that I enjoy hanging out with and I enjoy hunting with, I'll do it a hundred percent of the time yeah um for this sheep hunt i'd really uh i know me and Bra i owe brady a sheep pack out so mm -hmm. we uh we talked about it last year uh about trying to plan this year and he's he's kind of in between he's 
Um, his work schedule is pretty tough right now, so he can't plan long in advance, but he should, he thinks he, he'll, should be able to make something happen. Um, and then I know I touched base with Sam because he's, a uh, got the big, the big sheep bug. Um, I touched yeah. base with him and he seems like he'd be, he, I mean, he's super into it. He seems like I originally thought of him too, cause it, I think he, he can get the time off. And he can um, he can make it work, which is the biggest one, right? Like, you probably can't take two weeks off <clears throat> and go on a fly-in hunt. Oh, I'd like to. I think I'll, I'm sort of. I know you'd love to, but like, but yeah. like this year, it's probably not going to work for you, right? Like, you got two young kids at home, and yeah, I'm not. I'm, it's not, even, I'm not, not an ideal candidate, right? So it's just, and like, I have a lot of people I'd love to go with. Like, if Taylor wanted to go, I'd love to go with Taylor. Um, oh dude it'd be a bloody good trip i hope you pull it off yeah and i I don't think we're gonna i'm not limited to like two people or four like if if other people want to join in i i haven't seen taylor in a while i'd I'd definitely um throw the idea out there to him and of course too i i messaged um sam and he's like instantly like yes i'm interested and then (laughs) and then he tells me like the next day he's like yeah so my dad's a pilot and he knows pilots like all throughout BC. And then he texts me another like half hour later. He's like, yeah. And my uncle used to live in Muncho Lake. So he knows the area. And I'm just like, dude, you're the perfect person to have asked. <laughs> yeah, man. That's why I call him the hype man. I text him about a hunt, a, a bear hunt one time. And like, he called me back an hour later. It's like, I just spoke to this person. I got this, I got this sorted out. I got this sorted out. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, dude. So we got like this bear hunt that he's just like, ramshackled together we got this bear hunt coming up in the spring that should be pretty fun nice nice yeah. what about you have you have you really started laying down uh, pen to paper and writing stuff into the calendar or what only thing i'm only thing i'm like tentatively really wanting to do is i'm going to try and go with sean on that hunt he won right so right. sean won the wild sheep society raffle and it's a moose caribou combo and it got put off last year for the COVID. And I mean, COVID doesn't seem to go on anywhere. So, but if he gets an opportunity to go this year, I'd really like to go with him. Yeah, which um, is just crazy. That's like once in all, was it Northwest Territories or Yukon? Northwest Territories. Yeah, helicopters. Yeah. Um, once in a lifetime hunt. That would, and even like you, you going as not a shooter, like once in a lifetime experience. That would be I know, unreal. Like, yeah. And I would have gone with him when he, like he asked me last year, he said, do you want to come? But I already made, we'd already had, I already had plans for that goat hunt and like it was all set and pretty well set in stone. Yeah. Um, and then you know, it, it sort of, it sort of, it, it left my mind. I hadn't really thought about it again. And then I don't know what made me realize, shit, I don't have plans and Sean's probably doing this hunt. I want to go with him. Um, but he's got to work out if it's actually happening. If it's not, I don't know. It's going to be... Um, if that doesn't happen, yeah, I'll put I'll pull some plans together. Maybe I'll come and sheep hunt. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that uh, I guess that really that'll change a lot of ideas. I guess um, just if you, based on time, I'd love to do that. Uh, I'd love to do the bow opener again, but I think mm-hmm. I might not this year because I will hopefully be going for two weeks on a sheep hunt in August. And then at the end of August, I have another bike packing trip that we did with our friends last year. I'm doing that again. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be probably a good idea for me to work a little bit 
So I'm thinking the rifle opener for mule deer, so that would be September 10th. Um, we should uh, head into either plan A or plan B. Mm-hmm. And plan A is a spot that me and you have been together, and plan B would be where me and Taylor went last year. Right. Yeah, I could get behind that. Because I think we could do both of those hunts over four or five days if we need mm-hmm. and be a very high chance of success with some like good quality deer. Yeah, Both of them would be a pain in the butt uh, as far as getting in there, but hopefully I'm in the best shape of my life after a successful sheep hunt. So we'll uh, yeah. rip back there, no problem. <laughs> stick swollen knees and a sore lower back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I hope now. I hope that's how. It, I hope that's how it works. Um, well, you've already got a well, sheep. Just, so you do. You, do you beat? Like, are you ahead of the sheep hunters curse now? Like, because you've already got a sheep on the ground. I don't know how it works. I don't know if that's species dependent or uh, a little bit. Of I think I got. Going a, on. I got a little bit of a, a gimme. I think on the leh. So, um, yeah, I'm just really like the country and the. I just want to go for stone sheep i mean it's something that everybody does or everybody Mm -hmm. wants to and we have the ability to here in bc um for extremely afford like an extremely affordable price uh as far as our tags even including travel costs even if you fly in boat in it's just it's not cheap and everyone has a budget but i just try and look at the big picture of what other people may have to spend to do it so yeah, well, save if you a little bit of the money. States, you're spending sixty grand, but if yeah, we go do it, you're probably US, spending three. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think for for that price, I think it's more than worth that price for what you would get out of it, just experience yeah. wise and being out there. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I haven't really picked if I, I'd like to fly in because I think a little fly in trip would be is just another thing i've always wanted to do so you Mm -hmm. could add it in there uh there's also options to hike in there's also options to potentially float um with some pack rafts somewhere Mm -hmm. my concern there is i'm not familiar at all with the river the river conditions or what's floatable and what's not so it would be quite the safety um concern and a lot of research and trying to find some people and talk to people that have direct firsthand experience, but right. um, lots of options, man. So, I mean, my main concern with the whole planning part of it is going somewhere and having this whole like competition. Like I know there's going to be other people hunting. I just want to go somewhere and like say, Hey, we'll hunt this side. You hunt that side. Good luck. I really hope you see to see you shoot one. I hope they hope us to shoot one, you know, like the whole idea of, and I I think that's generally what the case, but I've heard the, the the stories of racing to the Rams and this, and it's just the exact opposite. I want, I want out of that experience. So I just got to eventually put a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. I eventually just got to pick a point on the map and commit to it and, uh, make something happen. So, I'm sure we'll be hearing more about it. Yeah, I'm excited, man. It's been it's even fun just planning. So we'll uh, we'll see. Try and try and touch base. Normally, I could uh, buy some people some beers at the sheep 
convention in Kamloops and maybe get a few tips, but <laughs> unfortunately, I don't think that's happening this year, so I'll have to find another way. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, um, I'd love to uh, head out, regardless if the counts are happening, I'd love to head out up where we normally do there and try and see some rams, take some photos. It'd be pretty sweet. I'd be super into that. Yeah, like if, um, well, I could do both. Like I'd, I'd be pretty interested in going and seeing the Chilliwack goats pretty quick. Yeah. Um, like I've already sort of got that planned in as like a birthday date. I, was sort of, I asked my wife for my birthday is that she'd come and look at goats with me. Nice. Um, so I mean, you can tag along on that and then let's go look at some sheep afterwards. Like for yeah, the man. following weekend. It's not like this is all right here. It's accessible. And for I'd sure. imagine, well, I'll touch base with the sheep count and see what their, their moves are. I they think it's got to be. Coming. That's probably cancelled, but I don't think they might not even want us coming up there. I mean, I don't think we're supposed to be. Well, I don't think we. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess we'll have to see what the regulations are and if we're supposed to be staying within uh, within our areas. I know I have a job starting in Kamloops, um, either middle of January or middle of February. It hasn't been decided mm-hmm. yet, but I'll be up in Kamloops for three to four weeks at some point pretty soon here. So I think on my my. Uh, if I get any any break in the day, I might be popping over and looking at some sheep. But yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. Hey, um, you've got these. I want to the cellular trail cameras. Yes. Like thumbs up, thumbs down. Uh, you've you, I know I you've have, had them for a while. Yeah. So I have one, and I used it as security. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a security issue with something that I used it for. And it, it was pretty good. Uh, I, they came out with new regulations this year. I'm looking over those. Um, August to December it, or something, right? Yeah. So there's a spot I want to put it that I know has cellular service. But I believe even if you shut, even if your camera is able to turn off cellular um, function, Mm-hmm. I believe it's still against the regs. The way I read the regs, I believe it's still against for them to be out because the regs state, all it says is that if they are able to send cellular signal. So it doesn't say if it's mm. actively sending it. So it's tough. I know there's spots that I will put them up. They wouldn't be able if they didn't have a subscription or an antenna. But I think their concern is like what's stopping someone from turning it on for a day and then turning it off right away, you know. So yeah. I it'll be gonna, it'll be I'm something call I'll the look into. On that. Yeah, it'll be something I look into more. Um, if that's the case, there's still some really good spots. Like if we put them up oh. for elk, we can just drive up in August and take them down. It doesn't matter. The spot yeah, I'm talking exactly. about is about a nine-hour hike, so I'm not going to put it up there and then take it out August 1st <laughs> mm-hmm. when the bucks mm-hmm. are probably finally just starting to like get into their full, fully grown uh, velvet. But, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be good. I think those ones that we have, I think we have the same ones there. They send bursts of three photos. I've heard from my friend that they actually require less of a signal than you'd think. Like if your cell phone's got bad service, it will send a photo, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, But yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun to play around with for For sure. sure. Did you buy the subscription for the extra photos or did you just run the free? I didn't on that one. 
because it's just, I think you get a hundred free a month. Now, if I was right. in a spot where I was getting tons of photos, I'd definitely be upping it. Uh, it would just depend. Maybe there's a spot that you only get a couple photos a week, or maybe it's a spot you're getting a hundred a day because some dough is just sitting on your camera, right? So, <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun to play around with them. I think yeah, we I'm, got I'm, a couple gonna... spots we can, we can we'll get put them out. up we'll and get them out. take advantage of them. Um, I don't like. Yeah, I, I, I I get the 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 not having it out during hunting season, and that's fine. Like I, if that's the rule, I'll pull them. I'll do like obviously I'll do them. Um, yeah, but it's just the fact of not having to check them would be nice. Yeah, and I think I think the way we would use them would be. Uh, I don't think it's their concern as to like the advantages what we see out of them. I think their concern is like. A little bit more local as far as you saw the deer you could go and shoot the deer after you yeah. just saw it where um where while i'm putting this thing there's no chance it would take me a day to two days by the time i saw it got the photo to actually get up there exactly yeah exactly anyway i'm looking forward to getting them out i'm hoping i can hoping i can get get them all out pretty soon if the snow is not too crazy and start getting on with it for sure all right buddy we're coming up on an hour here um do you want to uh do you got i got a question for you do you oh, yeah. got any uh takeaways from this year oh Anything yeah i did actually like? yeah something something was coming up on me um when you were saying plan and don't plan something was i i'm in the boat of plan Normally, yeah. as you said, you and I have got it dialed. Like Thursday, we're doing this, and then ten days later, we're doing this, and like it's dialed. Um, this year, I did nothing. I planned nothing. I planned one trip, and then it was just kind of suck it and see for the rest of the season. And right, like I'm a family man. It's <laughs> that yeah. doesn't work. Got nothing planned. Sure. Okay, cool. You got you know you got no weekends off. Um, I mean, I still got out, but like it was all pretty ramshackled, and I put it together last yeah. minute and. Uh, it's tough. Yeah, I struggled. I struggled to like get out with any sort of proficiency. Yeah, it's tough when you you do plan and you're on a limited schedule and you know you only have so much time. Or like when you and sorry, when you don't plan and you try and put something together and you show up mm -hmm. and you know you could have had something, uh, you could have done it more effectively if you had planned it. Because at that point, you feel like you're you're not wasting your time, but you feel like you're not making the best use of your time. And that can be pretty exactly. frustrating. That's exactly how I felt in a couple months. I mean, it worked out. I got a, I got a deer down, um, deer and a goat and a bear down. So like we're eating, we're still good. Um, yeah. Everyone's happy. I got a, yeah, that's a good year, man. It's, it's yeah, funny because yeah, you, it. you at times were saying that you're in a meat crisis and then, yeah, you look, you got a bear, a goat and a, and a buck down. That's pretty, pretty impressive yeah we must be like do you eat only game meat or what do you got going on no i don't i if if i cooked for just me and madison it would be a lot larger of a um a lot larger amount but we do definitely yeah. mix in uh mix in other stuff so it's not uh yeah it doesn't go as fast um we buy I really chicken. like yeah yeah it's which i mean yeah it's a good good thing um well, I thought of a few here for me. Oh, oh give me. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Takeaways. Yeah, let me have them. Um, 
two obvious ones. I'll say it, and then I'll still, for some reason, do it, and just, it's. I think everybody knows them, but don't leave your pack on a stock, no matter Did how you close that? you think you're getting to them. I left it about a few hundred yards um, before that buck that I, I didn't get a shot at, and uh, oh. I found it, but... I found it right away, but Taylor had to go up and down the mountain a bit to find his, and I didn't have some of the things I could have, I wanted to have. Just like, don't drop it and try and sneak in. I mean, archery is a different game probably, but um, with that rifle hunt, there, it didn't help me at all not having it on my back, and it only yeah. it only made things worse for me. And then uh, that same hunt, don't take shortcuts like if you know how to get in and out and you think you have a faster way 99% of the time it's not um I was hiking out of there and I thought I'd go around this tiny little knob off the trail and I end up being on like a mountain goat cliff face like trying to get around this stupid mountain it's just it was just a stupid thing to to save like 50 meters to 100 meters at climb yeah and it probably took me an extra hour by the time I got out of it. Um, yeah, a lot, a, of those things, a lot of those trails that they've been getting climbed for a lot longer than we've even been alive. So, and the animals know, the people yeah. know. There's the reason why they're there. So, just stick with them. Um, one liter of water is not enough water. There's nobody that can possibly try and tell me that one liter of water is enough water for a day of hunting, hiking, what whatever Garrett? you're doing. Garrett no. uses a liter for five days, apparently. <laughs> no. There is no way. Like, when you pack that pack in the morning and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to try and save a little bit of weight, I'm going to do a liter, just, no. it's not enough. Like, doesn't matter where you're going. I would, I'm always packing more than a liter now. Oh, I did that too many times this year, and I was I was struggling. I did it on the pack out with the sheep. I tried to not pack water because we were already at like probably around 100 pounds in our packs without water. So we filled up at a cup. We knew there was water along the way, but I still got worn out and dehydrated without enough water. One liter, I don't care who you are, it's not enough. Are you um, still running a camelback? I run it, but I don't well, usually run the pack. tube anymore. I'll use, use I use the bladder, bag. but I'll usually use it as just a bladder. Um, yeah. It depends, but I think most nights it's free. Even in September, it's freezing on me anyway, so I've just I've just kind of stuck with a couple of Nalgenes and some uh, and some some platypus bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my only gear thing that I really liked this year was uh, get a good sleeping pad. Uh, I went for three years, four years hunting in a tent in a sleeping pad that I thought was okay. I thought it was fine. I wake up every hour with sore shoulders and hips. Um, it was big cause it was one of the self inflating ones. Mm -hmm. So it has, it doesn't pack as small. Um, and it was, uh, not as high of an R value. Um, mm -hmm. so the one I have now, the one I have now is a Nemo uh tensor alpine i believe i got the long one i'm six foot two so i'm not like super big but it's definitely nice having a bigger pad mm -hmm. it's probably it doesn't actually have an r value on the nemo stuff but it's 
substantially warmer and it's mm-hmm. just comfortable. I go to bed and I'm comfortable. Like, I don't think even if you can save half a pound on your sleeping pad and you, but you're not sleeping at night, like what's the point? No, it's not worth um, it. No, it's just there's nothing worse than laying in that tent and staring at the ceiling or waking up with a sore hip or shoulder because you're laying on the ground or you're cold all night. So um, a good sleeping pad. I, I re- This is only the second one I've used. I really like it. It packs down a heck of a lot smaller. It blows up really nice. It's got like one of those blow-up sack things that you fill up with yeah, air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. But yeah, those actually- are my mains. Other than, like I said earlier, I said... Uh, spend time with good people hunt with people you want to hang out with and enjoy it and take it all in because at the end of the day when i look back at hunts that's what that's what you remember that's what i that's what i remember right like i i watched uh somebody commented on that little short reel clip uh sean did about last year's hunting season oh yeah yeah and I just rewatched that video. It just gets you so excited and like makes you feel good watching it every time. I watch any videos from uh, from Nick or of the stuff he's working on. It just makes you feel good inside. It's uh, pretty awesome, and it's because of the people you're with, right? So, no, you're 100 percent right. You're 100 percent right. I can't remember any like any of the animals I shot when I was by myself. I barely remember them. But all the animals I didn't shoot when I was with you boys, I like I remember those like they were yesterday. Yeah, and there is something to be said. Like the solo, I get it. Like the the challenge of being out there by yourself. That's a hunting tactic. I like for me to hunt solo. It's because it's because I don't want to hunt with Devin because he's got clunky feet and he makes a lot of noise. (laughs) You know what I mean? But then as soon as there's dead beer, I'm like, I wish Devin was here. You know what I mean? I'm just making an example there, obviously. But that that's how I look at solo hunting. It's like no, I'm gonna have my best chance of success solo, or or nobody can come with you. It's not. I don't think anybody is like. I want to be alone. Well, they might be. Yeah. But. Yeah. And yeah, I think there are people that do, they prefer it. And I think that maybe some people maybe haven't found those like really good hunting partners yet that they enjoy hunting with. So right, yeah. there's that side of it as well. But um, yeah, that's something that every, every year that I, I've always, I've always kind of know it and I remind myself, but I still get reminded each year. And I think it becomes even more important uh, to me. So well, as long as I'm on the list. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, man. Yeah. We uh, we didn't get out as much as I would have liked this year, but hopefully we can change that. We've got the long game going, though. Exactly. If nothing else, we've got the long game with the Blacktails. All right, dude, I'm going to wrap it up, but i got to do a quick I'm going to do a quick plug for that BHA raffle before, before we shut down. Have you bought tickets? Uh, I went to buy them, and then I didn't. But I'm going to buy them. Because when's it closed? February? February 28th. We're closing the raffle. If you haven't seen all the Instagram spam, it's the Weatherby Mark 5 in 6.5 Creedmoor with a Vortex Razor Scope. It's a pretty sweet little rig. It's exactly the same as what I'm using, but I use a 308. And this thing's in um, this thing's in first light camo too. It's actually pretty sweet. I've rifle. seen that gun in person. It's a really nice rifle. Um, yeah. Fluted barrel, Cerakote um it's sweet like get on get on the bha website bhabc and um uh, the, the instagram and you'll you'll see so anyway it's 30 bucks a ticket i just i can't stress enough to like everybody that's buying these tickets that uh the money stays in bc like it's not this isn't a national thing this isn't you know this isn't going down to the states this isn't going to alberta this is bc money so you know it's really important that we raise as much money as we can here 
So, quick plug. Right on. Go buy raffle tickets. We've got two hundred left. I'll purchase. I'll purchase a bunch uh, when we get off this. Perfect. I'm gonna go buy some more too. I don't know how many I've got, but probably too many. <laughs> <laughs> you probably is gonna be a big. Uh, Big scam if you win anyways, right? I know, because it's at my house. Like I mounted up the scope and everything. If I win it, I'm going to be you know, hung out to dry. They'll have to lie and say yeah. I didn't win it. And yeah. and how'd you guys how'd you guys get a hold of that setup? That's all through the reliable gun. Nice. Yeah. So that's awesome. even that's the even the better thing about like um reliable gun donated part of it and then we purchased part of it. So yeah, like we're still supporting a BC company and like it's yeah, really. I think it's, I think it's money well spent. Really do for sure, man. Supporting local and keeping money in BC. All right, dude. Let's shut her down. It's good chatting. Yeah, I'm trying to keep him short on this new platform. I just don't want to. I don't know. What I'm getting into. I don't want to go smashing any big ones just now. All right, mate. For let's sure. uh, let's catch up after and have a have a beer. Sounds good. Man. I'm, not, I'm not drinking beer. Let's have a have a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, right. buddy. Cheers.